0: Hi and welcome to Adventure Blader with Emily and Hannah, the podcast where we talk world swimming, to running, to travel and seeing the world.
1: So whether you're listening on an adventure or wondering where to start, then
0: this is the podcast for you. Hello, welcome to episode four, Hannah, I can't believe we're here, <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew we had enough chat for four episodes, I mean it's amazing. I
1: know,
0: it's just,
1: yeah, the support has been fantastic, I can't believe we've made it this far, we've got even more fantastic guests lined up it's just it's going so well
0: it is going so well and we're and we feel like we're finding our feet we're getting some great guests we're film we're recording this slightly out of sync because we both have holidays coming up so we're not going to touch too much on what we're up to because it'll it'll look really out of date soon it will, <laughs> so, so we're just going to keep it quite light and a how are you type fashion but yeah, I'm just excited to let you hear about our guests and we've got some great ones lined up as well. Oh, excited.
1: It is really exciting. And I'm I'm sat here looking at Emily in her fetching pink costume because the heat is just getting to her so much.
0: Yeah. This is what happens when you live in Scotland. You can't cope with the, the weather. So now I'm just in a swimming costume constantly. But uh but no, no. I won, I was very lucky, I won a, a new dipping tub from Go Dipping and it arrived yesterday. So I built it at lunchtime today and I was waiting for Hannah to tell me if she was ready. And once I'd filled it up, it just looked too inviting because it's it's so hot. I mean, this episode will be released and it'll be cold again and we'll be like, how dare we moan about the heat? <laughs> so I was in my tub, Hannah texted me and I went, oh, I'll be five minutes and here I am. In my don't be a prick swimming costume.
1: <laughs> Got a beautiful selfie from you sat in your tub and you look so happy.
0: <laughs> Honestly, seeing this weather, I mean, they must be flying off the shelves, these tubs, because just that cold water just, it, I actually feel better now because it's probably just going for a, like, a cold shower in the morning.
1: Wait until you go back to it tomorrow and it's like 30 degrees like my tub was last night. I know. You don't get the same effect.
0: And then we'll all be fighting to get in it because it'll be like our own mini hot tub. You know, <laughs> But it's absolutely stunning. I got a tub in December to do the daily dips and it was just a little Amazon find. Wasn't sure I would keep it up and I really loved it. So when I won this one, I was so excited. And now that I'm in it, it's huge. So not that I could do laps in it or anything, but a definite head dunk it's happening.
1: I did try one day, I don't know why in my head I had the um like round round baby song in my head so I'm just sat in my tub trying to spin round in a circle,
0: like swimming on the spot. I was like, this is not working. Like your own little river rapids. Yeah. <laughs> I think the heat's going, come, going to our heads, Hannah. I think it's because, you know, we're both fair-skinned and ginger,
1: it's just, we, we feel it more. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So Hannah's off in our holly bag and this time you're actually not planning very much. I mean, you're You've got a general direction. North, obviously. you <laughs> only ever wants to come up here, but you're just winging it this time.
1: Yeah, so I just haven't had time to look. I did go on and try and book ferries about two, three weeks ago and I was struggling with the website. It wouldn't let me do it. And I just kind of went, no. For this time, I am actually going to wing it. We're going to go north, northwest. There are going to be some ferries involved, but I have no idea which ones or how many. But the area we're looking at, we've got about eight. islands to go at to choose from could end up anywhere i'm actually like i'm nervous but i'm excited this is going to be my fully first winging it van
0: trip that'll be good i think a winging it trip is allowed every now and again you are a major planner so sometimes just letting it be and with scotland with the uk you never know what the weather's going to be like so it's probably best to keep your plans a bit loose just in case and then you can pick and choose the times when you get a ferry. In case the weather's a bit rubbish,
1: have you got the running lined up for the next couple of weeks?
0: I do actually. So when this this comes out, I will be I will have just done. <laughs> I did sign up for a a marathon at the end of this month, just just for fun. But it's actually the precursor to a bigger event on the 9th of July, um, which is Race to the Stones. So I'm doing the second day and not the full thing. So I'm doing the second day where it's fifty k option so yeah it was a bit of a it's a bit of a surprise surprise everybody reveal i'm doing this 50k but yeah i'm looking forward to it because i'm doing it with a friend we did the great north run last year and we're just going to it could be really warm as well so it'll just be nice easy pace walks snacks party pace that type of thing
1: hey, i love that
0: i know i think because i have plans for like next year's running i thought about deferring it uh, to next year it just would cause too much hassle so i thought let's just go for it let's get it done why not well,
1: How you say i'm running a marathon just for fun
0: <laughs> like that those in, in my it just doesn't go in the same sentence <laughs> i know i know but i'm looking forward to this it's it's blast running so they're over in edinburgh way and this is the first event I've done of theirs, but it's a sunset festival, so they do a 7k half marathon, marathon version, and it starts at half five, so I'm thinking even if it is warm, at least it'll be slightly cooler, hopefully, by that time. But it's also loops, so it's like 7k loops, I think. So, I mean, it'll be hard, as in you're looping, I think I'm doing 6-6 six, six loops, I think, so it'll be hard in one sense, but I think it'll be quite good for, you know, if you're carrying water or pacing yourself you know what you're doing rather than sometimes you're going out in the middle of nowhere and then having to sort of turn back and come back on yourself or whatever so yeah it'll be be fun
1: you know i keep wondering if i spend enough time talking about running and marathons and things with you whether i might eventually sign up to one and then
0: i think no (laughs) (laughs) running running motivation by osmosis
1: i think it would definitely have to be winter because i i've realized i am not a summer
0: runner at all I mean, I'm, start, I'm trying a new thing just now, it's not new, it's new for me, so I'm trying to look at my heart rate when I'm running and keep it really low, so it means that my pace has dropped down really significantly, and try not to care about that, like, you know, we all love a Stravastat, but actually go keep the, the breathing steady, the heart rate low, and actually I'm able to sustain a pace better when I do that in this heat, whereas when I was trying to do a speed session last night which was a mistake because I felt quite zapped by the heat you know when I came home I just felt a bit out of it just doing that sort of slow steady d- definitely helped and it keeps you running but I get, like everything in the heat you just need to adjust so it's either going out early or late or not at all.
1: <laughs> my local problem is that they've kind of let all the cows out into the fields now as well so my heart rate is through the roof but every time I get to another field and I'm like nope there's cows in there I can't do it and if I get into a field and accidentally end up with
0: cows wow
1: <laughs> my heart rates through the roof
0: <laughs> I don't blame you because I mean somebody had told me one time they're like oh yeah sheep are fine like sheep just will run or they're daft but yeah don't get in the wrong side of a cow so then when you do see them you're like
1: oh yes there's something to be said for kind of running through like the streets of
0: Glasgow and things and then there's me who like runs through fields of animals but there's different things you're avoiding when you're running through the streets of glasgow that's i mean sometimes true. you do get some nice cheers some not so nice cheers
1: <laughs> i think that's a future topic of like rural uh, rural running and kind of like country country running that's definitely another
0: topic exactly so that probably turns us right nicely to our guest who is a well, she's a rural and a, and a city runner she's done yeah. a bit of both but i think we know what she likes the best
1: she definitely likes making friends with the animals on the run, though. So maybe after that, the tips.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, she's our own bit, little Snow White. <laughs> she is. We'll drop straight into the interview. Thank you. I'm super excited to introduce Kaylee, aka The Happy Diet. She is a plant-based running superstar who never seems to tire or get sore and has to be one of Scotland's happiest runners. To top it all off she is one of the nicest people you ever meet so supportive and encouraging to others. Her Instagram has been a go-to piece of inspiration and with five minutes of being in her company you'll have signed up for a race or parked at the nearest Aldi to buy all the veg. On the other side, she's an honest gal who talks openly about her struggles with body image and the changes she's made in her life in the past. We can't wait to hear more from you. Welcome, Kayleigh. Oh, thank you so much.
2: I'm like, as if I can't smile anymore,
0: honestly. (laughs) That's so lovely. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're so excited to have you here. What a lovely introduction.
1: She's pretty good at the introductions is Emily. I feel like actually I want you to write one for me next week.
0: No bother. But how are you today Kayleigh? Now we're recording this on like what feels like the hottest day ever in life. How are you? Uh, well I yeah, know I don't want to be come
2: on here and the first thing I'm on
0: about is how hot it is because that's, that's classic
2: isn't it? It's like only a few months ago I was complaining about how cold the flat was so I'm, I'm very happy. It's very glorious and sunny. Um, yeah I'm very good thank you. Glad to hear it. Have you been out running today yet? not yet not yet no i've been certainly i've been out i took the dogs out for a walk this morning early doors and then i went for a wee wander around the town at lunchtime because we've got what's called the linlithgow marches so basically everybody's been up since half five this morning uh marching band so no one's getting any sleep today so i thought i may as well go see what what it was all about
1: oh that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> what well, a nice way to wake
2: up <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird it was like a band collating right outside my like house this morning I'm like oh
0: I've actually got company for this time in the morning for a change was it a planned event or is it just like this? the weather is good everybody get your your drums out <laughs> <laughs> it is <comes out.
2: laughs> you no know, it's um, yeah it happens every year and it's like not on the same day every year it's very cryptic it's like the second Tuesday after the third Thursday of the month or something
0: crazy like that so. <laughs> that sounds like how they decide Easter yeah <laughs> So nobody can ever book their holidays in advance. That's it. Yeah, well, this is it. Or, or stay somebody else the night before so you're not woken up with drums at half past five. No. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you've been on Ryan's Press Play and Run podcast, which was amazing. And If people haven't listened, I would always advise you to go and listen. But to give us a bit of a snapshot, I don't want you to obviously have to go over everything you've spoken with him. But we're an adventure podcast encouraging people to get outdoors, have you always been an outdoorsy person or is it something just recent? Yeah, that, that's a really good
2: question, actually, is because I've never sort of summed it up that way as being an outdoorsy person. Um, so I've always, um, I would say I've always enjoyed being outdoors. Me and my sister always got on really well and I've got really fond memories of us playing outside, you know, growing up. It's the classic thing. We didn't really have the iPads and the mobile phones and all that sort of stuff. So it was very much mum and dad boot was outside and and we loved it you know I can just remember silly things like playing on our bikes and pretending it's a horse and like you know galloping down the stairs on this bloody bike or <laughs> playing in the woodies that's like you know probably just a few trees but to us it seemed like such a great scary place so yeah we've always been quite quite um, enjoyed the outdoors but as far as being active and going on adventures I think I was probably more so yeah discovered that later in later in my life I've been quite independent in the fact that I've very much enjoyed going off and doing my own things quite comfortable by going off and doing holidays on my own going new places so I suppose yeah now I've come to think of it I have been very very adventurous um I don't know if that covers the outdoors aspect but I
0: do very much enjoy being outdoors in every way possible absolutely I think um actually being Doing things solo is an adventure in itself. We've obviously spoken to other guests that that talk about those, doing trips on their own. Some of them have waited until they're in their 40s or later, you know, later than that to go on these trips. And, and you do actually think there's an element of that bravery when it comes to just doing it on your own. Because I think a lot of times you always go, well, a lot of people do the, I need a friend to come with me, or... I don't want to go to a club on my own or a gym on my own. So, the fact that you've done that, I'd say that's adventurous and very brave.
2: <laughs> I was going some people might have different opinions as to, <laughs> to what that is, but I, I seem to like blur out all the what ifs and
1: things like that. And just like, oh, well,
2: it'll be what it'll be.
1: That's one of those things as well, isn't it? You, you, you hold off doing things because you want to go with people or you think you should mm-hmm. go with people. And then the minute you actually kind of brave it and go and do it, it, suddenly you start meeting all these uh, these other like-minded people that felt the same, felt insecure. And suddenly you actually end up with a whole group of new friends that are all ready to go on all these adventures. That's
2: that so true. You've actually um, just, just um, hit a topic there. So a few years ago, I went to Iceland over Christmas on my own. Just wanted to take my way across and do something I've always wanted to do. In itself, that was quite a, a funny experience because you go to Iceland at Christmas, you think, you know, it's going to be nice and snowy and cold. It was what they call a red Christmas in the fact that there was no snow, so you could see the soil. So they call it a red Christmas. Um, so there was no ice, nothing. But actually, that was quite good because it made the sightseeing a lot easier, you know, Know, trudging through snow and all these things would have been a lot harder. But um, yeah, on one of the nights I sat in in one of the bars and just got chatting to a bunch of folk. And to this day, we're still still friends. I'm actually going down to a wedding um, in August for for the couple that I met there. So it's just amazing, like you say, the, the bonds that you meet you create with these people that you meet so randomly. But it's just
0: memories that last a lifetime. That's amazing. If you had went in a group, the chances of you meeting new people sometimes are slimmer because you just tend to stay. In that little group, yeah, I
2: met many people I'm not in touch with anymore. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, (laughs) that's
2: probably my doing.
0: (laughs) You're a recent runner. I say recent, but like in the past couple of years, your life changes as time goes on. So sometimes your friends from school you go separate directions, and you do want to stay friends with people, but new interests, new hobbies, new things in your life just lead to different places. What do you feel like the running community's done for you then? in terms of meeting new people?
2: Well, it's certainly um, done that. It has opened up a huge door of meeting new people and built built up my confidence, uh, really. And it's, yeah, so new to running, only started a lockdown, so November 2020. And prior to that, I did did nothing. And that could have been because the people I sort of socialised with and hung out with weren't, weren't into running or um, that sort of stuff anyway. But I just decided to make a change and do something for me that pushed me out of my comfort zone. And yeah, it's only been probably summer um this time last year that i started to sort of put myself out there through instagram i initially started it just as the food page and then we just upload my runs to the sort of stories rather than the posts and it just got so much engagement and people were just so encouraging and that was just like a quite a shock like wow people actually are caring that i'm out there just running and it's not like i'm doing anything special you know i'm not um winning medals or um yeah just just going out for a little jaunt to say hello to some cows or whatever it is I'm doing that day, um, and that was just amazing. So straight away, like that community just just ballooned. Um, so it really has. It's um, made me meet some fantastic people, boost my confidence, and um, now I can see what it's done for me. I just want to then give that back and and share to other
1: people. I think that's one of the things, isn't it? Sometimes you you don't try new things because your group of friends don't particularly they're not interested in it. But actually, if you go and surround yourself in the center of a group of an activity that you think you want to try and suddenly you just swept away with it and it, your confidence grows and you, your ability grows and everything. I just think it's, it's really nice as long as you surround yourself with the right people then there's always going to be that encouragement there.
2: That's it. And I think it's just the whole perception of what runners or any sort of sport really is. Is like you have to be athletic and athletic means this or that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all about numbers and times and fitness and body shape and muscles and this and the next thing. Whereas as soon as you sort of see normal everyday people out there doing, you know, what I'm doing and they're saying how, how amazing it is what you're doing and I'm the same looking at them. It's like, oh, so this is actually what what running or sport is. It's not all about this small proportion of people
0: that are actually doing it professionally. I think exactly that, like Instagram and Facebook and all these kind of social media, the good and the bad sides of it, but we're looking at the goods, is that it really gets you into that community because it is such a small number that are up there at the front or that are winning those medals for the UK. You know, you're talking about the races that, that are on in these countries this country and you know many are made up of just basically average runners which you don't want to call yourself an average runner but it's just the daily runners the people that go out not to win something it's just i want to be i just need the fresh air i want to do it for my mental health i want to do it i don't know to to lose a bit of weight to feel better about myself that type of thing and it has been really, I mean, now though, I must must admit, um, I am starting to
2: wonder, now I'm in the sort of ultra running things and you start to see the, the playing field start to level out. You're like, I may have a, a, <laughs> a podium place in me, you know, <laughs> if I keep at
0: it for 10 years' time, who no, knows? <laughs> I think that's always the thing with runners. I keep going, right, if I just keep running until I'm like 85, then maybe i'll just wait yeah. by default because i'm the only 85 year old i'll get that good for age for boston one day but it does make you think you're like if i just if i just stick to it how can, how can i keep sticking to it that's what i say i'm like God, i'm already creaking at 37 i find amazing like people like yourself that have families as well like how do you manage
2: to to find time to do these these incredible training plans like I mean, I'm quite lucky, I suppose, that I have a lot more flexibility. I don't have um, a young family. I don't have. I've got a very flexible job, you know. They're very good for my working hours. Back, just can't imagine that that extra
0: challenge to to juggle family as well. I'm not perfect because there is a lot that I let slide <laughs> to get out. It's just that running is, it's my thing. As in, it it gives me that time for myself I can see it my husband can see it when I need to go for a run so I probably prioritize it maybe sometimes I prioritize it too much in terms of yeah just let's ignore the state of the bathrooms or you know I'm trying to cut out for a run before the kids open their Christmas presents that type of thing (laughs) you know but it's (laughs) (laughs) markathon you know it's it's just one of those I think you prioritise when it's important to you. If you don't like... I'm always a bit like... I I could talk about running forever. Poor Hannah here. I do think, like, see if you find something you really, really like, whether it's running, swimming, or, I don't know, playing garden bowls. See if you like it. You'll make time for it and you'll do it. And that's where I just find that I'm trying to set a good example for my girls, as in do something. Do anything you like. You know, as long as you like it, as long as it gets you a bit of exercise, but also... You can do it any age. You don't even need to be good at it. Look at me. See,
1: I keep hoping that if I spend enough time around Emily and all her running buddies that I might actually like be inspired to maybe do a race or something. But the daft thing is, I don't know why it would be an ultra that would interest me more than doing a marathon. And I think it's just, it is literally because of the location. I couldn't imagine running through a town with lots of people. I'd much rather run in the hills, through muddy fields and that kind of thing. But then I yeah. think I can't even run a 10k without feeling like I'm dying.
2: <laughs> a 10k is a bloody, like, that, that's a very, I think a 10k and a half marathon, for some reason, I don't know if this is the perception of it, because it's being like, that is the sort of goal. But I just find those those distances, even in training, a 10k or a half marathon, I just really find that a mental struggle to to do. Um, but give
1: me like 18, 20 miles or so whatever, that, that's, you know... <laughs> that's all right but so what are you saying if i push past the 10k and the half marathon it'll be a breeze <laughs>
2: <laughs> or just or just treat it as a picnic that's it so start your 10k as like that's just your training for the walking picnic for the ultra there you go <laughs> I agree as well on the scenery side of things Hannah totally like I think my last month in Manchester they really sort of made me realize how little I enjoy in comparison to being outdoors on the trails definitely it's just a just a different world altogether and it makes it worth pushing you know when you've got a hard climb but you know when you get to the top you've got that beautiful view and then you get to fly down and try not to fall <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think, haven't I seen that you've signed up for Devil of the Highlands, is it?
2: Yes, I have. So that's my biggie this year. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. That's eh, about nine weeks away now. So just middle
1: of August. Devil of the Highlands, the second half of... The West Highland that's, Way that's
2: right yeah so it starts at Tindrum and yeah finishes up at Fort William so it's uh, to be honest I love the West Highland Way I love it all but I think that is the, the most spectacular bit because you get to go through Glencoe as well which is just there's no words to describe that so I'm hoping that long stretch along uh, when you're going through Rannoch and stuff when it's just the road seems to go on forever and ever you've got all that beautiful scenery so that will just help <laughs> any of those horrible thoughts.
1: Oh, I would have thought so. We, When I went up with Emily, our first guest, and I'd been talking about doing the West Highland Way for quite some time, and Emily's, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. And I, when I was showing where the path goes and everything and the amount of people we saw walking it, we, by the time of the weekend was over, we booked in a, a week for doing it next year. And we're kind of working towards that and planning and practising. Well, we're going to be practising our wild camping trips because neither of us done very much of it, but we want to wild camp the whole way. Oh. Brilliant. That's
2: amazing. Do you have an idea of um, your sort of stop points or is that still part of what what you're doing over the next few months trying to figure all that out?
1: I think we're going to work on how much we think we can do each day because obviously some people cram it into four days and do like 25 miles a day. I remember doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks and doing 26 miles and feeling like I was dying. And if we're going to be carrying all our kit, we're kind of going to be aiming maybe 15 to 18 miles a day. break it down so we haven't we haven't worked out the stops yet um but we're going to do some practice walks see how we feel and kind of work from there as as to how many days we think realistically we can do it in and still enjoy it i don't want to do it and hate every minute of it
2: i think that's going to be such a good way to do it though and i suppose you've got all those nice stops as well so you don't necessarily need to stay in the towns but you've got good places to have a good sit-down meal and a cold drink as well you don't have to cart around all that extra food
1: absolutely that's one of the um the main reasons for for doing that my partner was like okay so why why specifically the West Highland Way I was like because it was the first long distance route in Scotland and there's also lots of places to eat on the way
0: yeah <laughs> so see for the devil Kaylee. so is this is it 43 miles 46 miles 42 miles I just had to check my whiteboard there <laughs> neither answer was correct Emily edit that one out do you get drop bags for this I think that so I have this
2: a terrible thing where I don't really research much of my <laughs> events that I sign up to I don't know um, there are certainly checkpoints I think there is drop bags for this one but I think because there's plenty of checkpoints and stuff I should be all right with carrying everything but uh, who knows on, on the day you know I mean if the weather's like what it is now then I certainly will be probably carrying a lot more water with me which means less space in my bag for other bits and pieces yep. so I mean even considering things like potentially a change of shoes or anything a change of clothes it's probably those things I should
0: start to think about <laughs> and uh, do my research. Sometimes you can be over prepared. I think for Glen Ogle, I, we had a drop bag in the middle. I didn't need the food out of it. I'd put like a packet of crisps, and somebody had said to me, like, Well, oh, you know, a packet of salt and vinegar crisps will just hit the spot." But what I was actually more excited about was a change of socks because it had yeah. been so wet. See, actually, getting a fresh pair of socks on felt like the best thing ever. I didn't really realise how much I needed them until I put them on my feet and I went, that's that's yeah. ideal. So put put some socks in, just in case. Absolutely agree.
2: And that's the one thing I'd recommend to anyone doing any, even like change toward, in a marathon, like, oh, it feels so good, but I know a lot of folk are like, I can't even consider taking my shoes off. But like at the uh, the Ultra X um, I did in May, the fifty kilometers that I took two sock changes for that, and uh, my feet weren't like wet. You know, it was it was a dry day, but just because it was so warm you get a uh, nice sweaty feet feeling <laughs> <laughs> it just it was just like you're saying i like just such an amazing feeling putting fresh socks on and it got to the point of the it would have been like the halfway checkpoint and like if, that was like sort of the biggest one because it was like lunchtime and everyone was sort of milling around for 10 20 minutes and stuff and i'm just like walking around barefoot la
0: la la and everyone's just like what are you doing <laughs> And i'm just like it feels amazing yes so to go back to the ultra x because obviously when you spoke to ryan before you hadn't done it And you actually now have another like three ultras or something this year, but having just done one. So how did that ultra go? Like, did it give you the bug for it? Was there ups and downs? Yeah, so my mindset
2: was I was to do that and
0: then I would sign
2: up for other races depending on how I felt after it. But I didn't wait. I ended up signing up for it. I was just too keen for the devil because I knew I wanted to do it and I was just worried that Oodle's sell out and i run out of spaces so I did book it before for the ultra I absolutely loved the ultra the um ultra x and that was that was a long sort of Loch Ness on the east side it was part of a two-day two-day ultra there was folk doing the 110 kilometers and then we joined on the Sunday to do the the 50 kilometers and it was a, a roasting hot day that was probably the first hot day of of the running season really for me so I'd done all my training in the in the winter and the cold um so that in itself was a bit of a challenge and it it was absolutely spectacular it was like a climb as soon as you start though like you're you're all excited you're buzzing I ended up being right at the front of the start line as well it wasn't all looked behind and I realized how many people there were in this race I'm like I shouldn't be here <laughs> but you know like I say my aspirations have been a podium place one day <laughs> you need to be it to win it exactly but yeah you're you're all jogging off for about yeah not even a kilometer you know and straight away bang you hit this hill and I think for me that was probably my mistake was still trying to jog most of that hill I should have just just walked and then I got onto such a rhythm as well that I didn't stop and eat at the time that I said I was going to eat after 30 minutes and then just eat every 30 minutes because I knew that that would work at the time you know, you don't feel like you need the food, you're in the rhythm, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I didn't eat until the first checkpoint. And then what I ate at the first checkpoint wasn't even a banana, which I rely so much heavily on. And I ended up having a bit of malt cake, which, again, does does the job, but it just probably wasn't the right thing at the right time. But, yeah, the, the majority of the race went really, really well. I did enjoy it. And it just got to a certain point where I started to... I think it was just the realisation of I set myself a goal, um, a time goal. And I knew I I shouldn't have, but at the same time, i kind of glad I did. But it was that realisation of when that wasn't going to happen. And I was like, well, that's okay. You know, you're still doing really well. You're still on for just maybe half an hour after that. But then that half an hour passed and then I was starting to get really like, just wasn't feeling myself. I was just feeling a bit not as heavier legs. I, I certainly didn't hit the wall. Looking back now, I realised that was probably because i just not ate enough. And I sh- and that probably started right from the start of when I should have had my, my first bit of food. And then just to add fuel to the fire, I ended up going the wrong way. So I was blooming about, God knows, a couple of kilometres down this. And I was downhill and I was just like, oh, this is great. The final, final bit, because it must have been about at 49 kilometers in in a 50k race you think when you get to 50k that's you done but no there's always a few extra kilometers onto the to the route um so I had that to consider um so I'm flying down this hill thinking oh thank goodness you know it's downhill from here and I just think I've not seen anyone in a wee while that's odd and now we're coming up to road and I just turned to the right and looked down and I could see the the finish line and the, that area but it was like the complete opposite direction to where I was going I'm like oh my god what have I done here so I had this moment of being like well calm down it's okay let's just pull out the map and have a wee look and right enough I've just I veered off the path Um, I'm like oh so I'm having all these like thought processes thinking well I could continue and then I can meet the road and then I'm sure I'll be able to get to the finish line but just go a totally different way which Yes, that that thought quickly got put aside um so I was like right well, let's just try and make my way back and that in itself was an adventure because I these sort of GPS things where your arrow is pointing one way and you don't know you you walk up one way and you realize oh nope that's the wrong way back again and then it's obviously all uphill so I'm already tired I'm pissed off because <laughs> I've gone the wrong way I think my I rubbish because I've not hit the time that I've set in my head. so I'm like talking to myself I'm giving myself a telling off for being such a negative ninny um, and then um, some other folks started running down and I'm like oh that sort of gave me a sense of relief thinking at least I'm not an idiot <laughs> other people are idiots too <laughs> Uh, but it kind of felt like rewarding to be able to help and and stop people and before they got tickets. So that was kind of nice. And we all sort of clubbed together and managed to make us back. And then, yeah, we could see how easily it was for people to turn the wrong way. So eventually we got back on track. To be honest, that, that bit was really, really hard that last Because, again, I think I had it in my head that it was only probably another kilometre or two kilometres. But... Um, I think it was was a few more to that and so your body's already preparing itself to to finish and then I just got to the point where I just kept stopping and letting people you know overtake me which isn't like me I wouldn't normally do that and I was just like saying give myself a stern talking to being like this is just like why have you signed up to all these other ultras you, you, you can't do this this is stupid <laughs> all, all these things that you know i preach and say that I shouldn't think and then I did get to the bit where it was probably just the, literally must have been the last kilometer and I did I, I could feel myself welling up and getting a bit emotional so I just pulled myself to the side and just did a few deep breaths and let that I don't think it was a panic attack but it certainly did feel a bit like yeah those sorts of symptoms and I think it was a, a, a mix between knowing I was so close to the end of the goal and I, I did deep down know how much I've accomplished even though I'm giving myself a hard time at the same time. So I let let that go. And then and then that was me just tr- trudging on along this bloody grass field that seemed to go on forever. But then then I saw some friendly faces. Uh, Mr. Steve Runs was there. Um, so I had to smile for the camera. <laughs> And actually, it was genuine smiles at that point. I was just like, I've actually done this. This is amazing. I feel great. I'm so glad I signed up to all the
1: other ones.
0: (laughs) Sorry if I rambled on a lot there or blabbered, shall we say. (laughs) That is the point of this podcast. And that I've done the Ultra X. So there's bits there you're talking about. Either we went the wrong way or the route got changed because we had the route on our watch and it started being like, you're going the wrong way. And I'm like, I'm following the flags. But somebody yeah. keep removing the flags so see when you were in these kind of dense forests there was very little in the way of these little tiny red flags to show you which way to go although when you were in the very obvious places there was loads of them and and when you're saying about finishing on that grass field I still have it's like mixed memories of yes you're so excited to finish but also like why do I need to run the length of a football field to get to the end <laughs>
2: Especially when they've already made the route
0: fifty like two kilometers, and it was like
2: surely you could have just moved moved the the finish line closer to. the... Uh, I
1: feel like you should start a petition to get the finish line moved.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was just gonna say it was say uh, it was a really well set up set up ultra. I think I, well, it was it was my only one I've ever experienced, but it did certainly make me not regret, regret being plant based. But see the the buffets they had at the checkpoints, I'm like, wow, this is like heaven. They had
0: little mini. Eggs and cheese blocks and all sorts of stuff and I'm just like, give me the banana <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were lucky because, I think because ASICs are now one of the partners they do all that now, so you, last year we d- they didn't have that, you had to carry absolutely everything, which was a bit tough, especially, you know, by 27 miles you go I think I'll have that warm jam sandwich that's been crushed against my back for hours and hours, <laughs> like, we, I'm so in awe of you doing it, but I think as well you've learned something from it see that mental toughness of like you see you know when your body's prepared to finish and when you actually have to you've got further to go like you see you have to go back on yourself to get there that'll serve you so well when it comes to something like the devil or even just runs that are harder when you think you've done some of the mental i mean it's all it is all mental strength running after a certain point (laughs) I know it is funny though because it's like even
2: though you you can just see everybody else around as well in the same sort of like mindset and stuff or like there's some people which is probably normally me who's all chipper and everyone else
0: is just like yeah don't talk to me don't talk to me don't talk to me <laughs> but people are hearing how normal you are you do have the negative thoughts that everybody else does yeah. <laughs> I would quite
1: like to just hear like how you became how you decided to, to go plant based. Um, Like, what was your journey kind of from cutting the meat out and and going completely plant-based because some of your recipes look amazing. Thank you. So
2: I am genuinely someone who had this conversation with other people that I would be like, I could never give up cheese. You know, oh yeah, I could could give up meat, but I couldn't give up steak or I couldn't give up cheese. And I was genuinely, right up until probably like the day before I decided to go plant-based, I was still saying the same thing in the fact that the last meal I had was genuinely like steak and truffle sauce and then like this meat platter and like finishing off with cheese and oh like the last supper <laughs> and I was honestly I was like right let's get everything in my system now but I um, I started that the consideration I think I've always been a keen cook I've always enjoyed cooking and experimenting and playing around with things so I've been very confident in the kitchen and I have gone through spells of I suppose healthy eating shall we say I don't really want to say diet but I suppose. I, they were diets because I was wanting to lose weight or look a certain way. So I was doing all these things to try and make my body how I wanted it to look. And really the foods that I was cooking were probably like deprived in nutrients, but like they were low calories, so I wasn't getting enough food as well. But part of that journey was also eat, realizing you can just cook with vegetables or this, you know. So I've, I've gone through that sort of process um, historically. But like I said, I would never give up cheese and cheese obviously also means um other dairy things like beautiful creamy pasta sauces like my absolute favorite dish is carbonara and it's like you know you've got your cheese cream honestly it's just like pure oh just a vegan's nightmare (laughs) but I have managed to recreate that I am I think because of the running journey I started to get a bit into reading endurance runners books as well and the sort of first one that i sort of landed on was scott jurek eat and run
1: sorry is he the guy that was on the game changers that did the Appalachian trail and set the record
2: that's right yeah yeah that's that's the one yeah actually because i did watch game changers as well but i I did that i was not in the right mindset so it's one of those shows that you watch and you think "Ah, yeah yeah this is all good but and you always have your personal buts don't you
1: like Game changes was what did it for me actually it was that program yeah it
2: was very good yeah yeah so Scott Jurek his his book was it just gripped me straight away but more so for his his journey and like how he got into endurance running as well and it just made it seem so so achievable for just the everyday person but part of that also was based on this this plant-based diet that he started to embrace and then how that Improved his recovery, and you know he just found that he'd go further for longer, and didn't have to take the same length of time off. He, you know, he never really suffered injuries or got ill, and I was like, this all sort of seems to kind of intrigue me. Um, so he referenced books in that as well, sort of more science and research based books, which I then went on and read. And to be honest, I didn't need to read much. To, for it to really sort of hit home and then I just started to listen to other podcasts with other endurance athletes and and just it just all started to to sort of scream at me and I'm like I should probably give this a try and I don't actually know why I made the decision when I made the decision it was certainly something that was rumbling on in my, in my mind so I think I was starting to get into this sort of about march april time last year and then it was the fourth of may as star wars day was my uh that that was the day where i just basically was like this is it i'm gonna go plant-based um and also the same time i I decided to cut out alcohol as well because i thought you know i may as well do things properly if i want to do this to improve my health and performance then then alcohol is clearly not not helping i don't know if that really answered answered the question but
1: no no absolutely so briefly emily game changers uh is it, it'll be two or three years since it came if i think it was out but it was about a recovery after injury and he started doing a lot of research into recovering quicker because he was going to be out for like six months and then it did lots of other athlete stories and the science behind it and it was about the recovery i think it was the lady that won there was an olympics and she was like the oldest lady to win in her specific cycling sport. I can't just remember her name. Um, And it was all about the recovery and and doing it quicker. So I thought, do you know what? I had no intention of ever trying vegan or plant-based or anything. And I thought, I'm gonna give this a go. And at that point I was living on my own and it was easy because you've got no one else to kind of please. So I tried it and I realized I didn't have the same aches and pains and body aches after, if I went for a run, when I say run, I use that in a very loose term with you YouTube, but <laughs> it was a bit of a run. And I would ache for days. It'd be another five days before I could go for another run because my body hurt that much. Uh-huh. Whereas I found going through the plant base, I, I was running kind of like every second day or some days I was running on a Monday night and then on a Tuesday morning. And I felt I could still do it. I've never gone into a training plan that I've ever upped my distance more than kind of just running with my dogs I would be interested to see what my body could do if I actually fully stuck to the plant based 100% because I did for a while I was really strict myself and I found it really helped with my IBS and I felt so much better and I realized a lot of my problem was dairy but I don't think I'd ever really come to that conclusion before with all the other things that the doctor had said or cut out bread and cut out this and cut out that but dairy was never a consideration to cut out So by doing it plant based, I realized how much better I felt. And I'm not completely, I still fall off the bandwagon a lot. And my partner leads me astray with, you know, the pie. (laughs) Do you forget that we eat plant based and he goes, Oh yeah, I forgot. (laughs) It comes out of the butcher's pies. It's like But yeah, he's so we don't tend to cook meat at home. But if we go out to our friends and they're making whatever they're making, then we, we just eat it. But I I really enjoy it. I always think my concern doing the plant-based thing is, is making sure we get enough protein to keep us full and I think that's probably one of the things that maybe holds people back from trying it because they're so conditioned that meat is protein mm-hmm. finding the replacement sometimes I think is just a bit of a minefield and I think that's probably one of the things that puts people off
2: yeah no absolutely and I think again though that's just the way that the, it's all been marketed to us because ultimately these marketing is to make money isn't it so if you actually look at the science We don't need this amount of protein that people are screaming at us. Even if you are athletic, it's it's a crazy amount of of protein that they're suggesting. And ultimately, it's the same as fat and carbs. If you have excess protein, it then just gets turned into into fat. You know, you, you can only use a certain amount of protein. And yes, it does have fundamentals. We do need protein to repair our bodies. But. You know, if you just think, do you know anyone that's got a protein deficiency? You know, that's not really been a thing since, well, I don't know, probably the second world war maybe, but it's just it's just those simple little questions you start like asking, you're like, Oh yeah, that's a good good point actually but I think it's a fair point what you said about being full I think that is a very genuine thing to look at because that is it can be a struggle Um, a lot of the food is a lot less calorie dense Um, so it is trying to find meals that can make you feel full for longer so I do feel like I I have my three meals a day but I do also snack quite a lot through the day as well but you know that's also quite, kind of enjoyable in a way for me like uh, these are foods that I've always sort of felt De- deprived of like I would be terrified of touching nuts before because they're so you know one handful is like potentially you know well, I don't like to think in calories anymore but I can't help it because I've got this thing that's yeah. attuned to me from years of calorie counting but yeah and um, whereas now it's like I can do that no bother and I don't even need to worry about it I think the thing with vegetables they are genuinely filling so that it does make you feel full but it's I suppose it's that prolonged Fullness, which i think protein does give you so that, that absolutely is is something to consider but definitely with the the ibs side of things see just increasing fiber uptake so that's the thing like it's plant-based it's not you can't have meat you can't have dairy you can't have fish it's just trying to get more fiber into you and that will tick in so many boxes for, for your health and yeah it's 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 amazing to hear your side of things as well. Like that is a huge difference to be able to those aches and pains to just just disappear basically overnight in in a way. And that's that's what excites me about it. It's like all these things that are just unlocked just from something that's free. You know, if it's you no, know, we're not having to pay for medications or treatments or anything. It's just at our fingertips.
1: I think when I first started doing it, and people were like, "Well, do you feel any better?" You know, you always kind of get that negative thing of. When you're trying something new, there's always those people that are like, oh, why would you do that? I stuck at it for like a full month. I was totally strict to myself. And yeah, I did feel better. I realised that the bloating was kind of not as bad. And then because I'd said in my head I was just going to try it for a month, I think come like the February, started to kind of slide a little bit. And then it was then that I realised by then re like reintroducing things, that's when I realised how rubbish I'd felt constantly before that mm-hmm. and it, it was weird it was you kind of you do get gradually better as it's all coming out your system but you don't notice it so much but then you suddenly put that back in your system and you you drop and you're just like I feel absolutely rubbish and like food coma is a real thing but it's not necessarily because of how much you've eaten it's because what the, the food is doing to your body
2: but it's, it's another thing as well that you said it's, it's easier when it is just you definitely so I think that was my Buts that I was trying to justify historically was that was when I was in a relationship and I was you know cooking for him. Then we had kids to look after um and all sorts of things. And once you've had a glass of wine, and it's like oh yeah, the chocolate's fine. Um, but when it was uh, this time round, it was just me, and I think that that definitely does help. So I do, um, I do appreciate those extra challenges that that having a family and other people can can make.
0: I mean that's that's probably where I am because. I'm not the cook in my house, which is a good and bad thing. But I hate cooking, just in general. But you have encouraged me to try other things. And what I have done is be a bit more, like, see for my lunches, my breakfasts, just less meat. But just, like, touching on the food and sort of swiveling backgrounds, the Happy Diet is what you created. And obviously, we know you from, like, a lot of the running and things. But that's predominantly what you set up the Instagram for, is to sort of grow that brand so what's what's coming up for you it's exciting when you say brands because when I set it
2: up that was the last thing that was on my mind (laughs) but it's uh, it's been amazing how it has grown and it's now at the point where I do see it as the potential of being a brand and something that that people can see and relate to and really what what I want to do is just share and try and help at least one person so through doing the Instagram page it is amazing to see that actually happening and I am very much food focused and the running has obviously been sort of a sideline so I I have in process um a website which is taking a lot longer than than expected but the website is largely recipe based, but I have the reason why it's taking a bit longer is because I have other ideas that I want to make sure is implemented at the same time. So it will be sort of running related as well. So they sort of two sync together. And the other reason why the website's taking longer is because I want to make sure that I have a cookbook ready at the same time. So that's been a very daunting process in The fact that I actually can see it happening and I'm like, I can't believe I'm potentially going to have a cookbook soon. Um, That just blows my mind. So I'm going down the route of just self-publishing. I think I just didn't realise how... I wouldn't say easy it is, but it, there are things there to facilitate that through like Amazon Publisher and things like that. So it's certainly going to be a bit of a learning curve. It might not be perfect. There'll be lessons learned, but I'm just so excited about that. So that's the sort of next steps for for what I'm wanting. And, and hopefully longer term things can be, oh, I've got I have got some very exciting longer term plans more so for the again the food just to make things to facilitate things for people so down the line potentially have you know meal packs you know you get these gusto packs and and things like that you know I just love to have something like that or a cafe
1: one day who knows I'm gonna say go big like happy diet restaurant (laughs) oh I'd love
0: that (laughs) I know this is a podcast so nobody can see us unless I can manage to work out how to edit these things but Right now, everybody, me and Hannah, are just, like, cheesing and, like, kind of doing that (laughs) mini clap when Kaylee's talking about everything she's got planned because we're so excited. (laughs) It's amazing, though, like, because I think what your message is, I'm telling you what your message is, I don't mean that, but what I feel I get from it is you're just trying to make it more accessible to people, whereas you're plant-based, you you give people that flexibility to go, look, you don't need to be perfect. You know, it's you're plant-based, not plant strict <laughs> you know so it's, yeah. it's it's giving people at least that first step of going right I'm going to try and then what you're doing is like I think you did a recipe recently very recently where you cut down a lot of the ingredients so that it was like less to to buy and I mean if, if I could yeah. ever say to you because I'm not a person that cooks I mean this is like 18 questions in one but <laughs> because I'm not a cook see somebody tells me that this is what you really need is your staple and you'd be able to cook anything. That's that's where I think I'd be in your cookbook era, is like, give me a shopping list, and then I'm sorted.
2: Well, that's the thing i've obviously spent so many like hours and days of like because it's what i love doing is looking up recipes looking at cookbooks looking at re- uh, restaurant menus and things like that so i know what turns me off i'm like that seems such hard work you get a new cookbook and it's beautiful but it's like i need all that for that recipe and then i need all this for this recipe there's no crossover yeah so what i'm trying to build is like recipes that use the sort of staple ingredients yes they might be a bit quirky so things like miso paste but you buy a tub for seven pounds of amazon that'll do you like so many different recipes you know it's not just going to be used once and put it away in the cupboards Mm -hmm. um so it's a quirky ingredient that people might never have heard of but it's once you understand how much uh, depth of flavor it creates to a recipe then then it's your absolute go-to and yeah just simplifying down it's not an authentic recipe by any means but for example the risottos that i've been trying to create it's, you basically cook off your rice as normal you create a little sauce by blending everything up in a blender and you stir it through and that is that is it and I do get that that still is a bit you know time consuming and can seem a bit daunting but it's certainly not standing stirring and pouring a ladleful at a time into a risotto for about an hour and a half or however long it's you know I've been there and I love doing that certainly but but right now running is like such a huge priority and that takes up so much time so I want things to be as efficient as possible I want to be able to batch cook and have stuff ready in the freezer that I can just whip out and add some frozen veg and boom that's me done and yeah so you're, you're right that's what I want to do is make it accessible and then potentially if people are interested maybe the running side of things might come into some form of one-to-one I'm not a qualified coach but I have been looking at avenues for some guidance on that as well but yeah we will see how that
0: develops so exciting. I
1: don't know when I'm actually going to have time to do my actual job but <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to turn this into your actual job
0: That is the plan, it is amazing what you're doing like you see with the reception you're getting online about it and the fact that people are really interested, folk are following your page and looking at your recipes or trying out your recipes but to actually get them like like you say a cookbook a website, having all that focused you could pair it with running because there's so many of your community that are and that that area so we'll turn back to to running because hannah did bring up a good point is that you recently joined the green runners i did i've
2: been seeing it um the green runners floating around and i just really loved what they stand for and you know i was reading the pledge and i was like these pillars where it's how we move how we speak i should know these off the top of my head but (laughs) (laughs) i'll be able to tell you on pledges but i just really liked what they stand for and again it's not like they're not saying you must do this this and this it's just let's try and think about how we're doing things so how we move you know travel sustainably to events you know th- these events are amazing but you know they're if you're doing you know a few events a year that are international or you drive in here there and everywhere it's just like well let's think about how we can do that maybe limit to one international race a year or travel car share or take the train for me that's or what i have to do because i don't have a car so i was like well that's a t- box already and <laughs> uh, the next one how we eat so i'm like oh okay this is trying to eat more plants is really what they're saying cut down on meat." and i was like well i'll do that already. tick that box <laughs> the the next one was quite interesting about um i can't remember what the pillar is but it's essentially being conscious about what we're buying and and what we do with it if it you know we, we're very haphazard of just like something's Worn through or gets a hole, we chuck it or whatever. And it's like, well, why don't we try and focus on repairing the stuff or donating it or buying secondhand stuff? Um, you know, rather than just buy, buy, buy new things and like just being a bit more sensible about what we do. So again, that's something that I've just naturally done for years. I've always been quite comfortable buying secondhand stuff, secondhand clothes off eBay, but more so now I've been focusing on getting stuff secondhand for running. I even get secondhand uh, trainers. You know, I, I don't really mind that someone else has worn them as long as they fit me fine they've got you know they do the job then then that suits me and even my my watch my garmin is secondhand so just a cheapskate really that's all it is <laughs> just don't like spending money their other pillar is a bit essentially how they speak out so it's just sharing you know trying to make people more aware and just help spreads not shouting down people's throats and saying you must 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 but again just trying to raise raise awareness and then the other one that I've just I've sort of created myself it is I think I heard it on I can't remember who who said actually so I'm not going to try and quote them but essentially it was leave a place better than you found it so rather than we always say leave it as you found it it's actually well let's leave it better than we found it and by that I mean if you see litter pick it up on your run and yes it's gross no one likes picking up litter and this and the next thing but actually see the satisfaction that gives you as well and it's just like and it does make such a difference See, if you just pick up one plastic bottle off a a bit of grass instantly it looks so much better and it doesn't take much effort really and okay i'm not saying go out and pick up every single bit that you see you'd be out there for days at some of these places i was running along the road yesterday i'm like genuinely that thought popped into my head being like i'd never get home at this rate so but if you pick up one bit then that's you doing something so I just really really love what they stand for and it's what I do and obviously
0: it's influenced somebody already so yes it has <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw you join the crew yes I have
0: and I was heavily influenced by Kaylee. do you know I think I would agree with you like I like what they stand for they're not throwing it down your throat about it they're just like just strive to be better and I like that. I think that's that's achievable for me. <laughs> so eating better, less meat, all that stuff. But also thinking more about traveling sustainably. You know, we're so quick to jump in the car and things like that. And so now, I mean, don't get me wrong, some events, there is no getting around it. You need a car or I would have to leave like the night before. But it's maybe putting the offer out. Is anybody else going? Do you want a lift? Do you want a car share over? That type of thing is those little changes you can you can make and and let's say they they don't turn around and go you can't take a plane anywhere it's more just about being aware of you know are you going to fly somewhere every month just to do something you could do at home or whatever so it's i quite i quite liked what they stood for so why not i don't think i'm a club runner anymore i I like the kind of community feel that the green runners bring you really do have FOMO over anything you don't you (laughs) yes (laughs) yes I mean, I'm I'm honest about that. I'm like, what's Kaylee doing? I'm into it. I'm almost that. I almost, almost signed up for the devil and then I had a word for myself.
2: I'm secretly hoping you still will show up at the start line. I, know. <laughs> I think
1: we kind of both know that she probably will.
0: I know. Do you know, the only thing that really puts me off and it's not the devil, it's the fact that we've got Loch Ness 24 like after it. And it's just the, it, it's never just a day it's all the training, but it's it's like Friday night, Saturday night staying probably. By the time you finish, you're probably not going to drive home that day. You probably stay overnight, or you'll be at a late home out for the count on the Sunday. So it's I have to sometimes go bring myself back and check and be like, I do have a family. My husband's very supportive about me going out and doing these things, but it's one of those you go, Gordon, did I tell you about that race? I'm sure I did
2: it has been in the shared calendar for years. <laughs> oh,
0: the calendar he doesn't have access to. <laughs> <laughs> it is my want to do it next year. So I do really want to do the Highland Fling and the Devil next year. And then I've done the West Highland okay separately. So I feel like next year, and that would be the two. I've kind of went a bit wild this year. This is not my interview, but I've kind of went a bit wild this year with some of the races that have entered, you know, three marathons in a month and more to come probably. There is that part of me that's like, next year I, I just want to kind of bring myself down a bit I mean is it going to happen I don't even know but I feel like if I just put these two as my main races then everything can kind of slot between them I'm looking at you two on screen and you're just like <laughs> she's
1: lying You're well
0: <laughs> she'll never come down well, I'm,
2: I'm nodding thinking yep yeah, I'm the same and I'm thinking also at the same time I'm like am I going to be the same because I've got I've really wanted Um, to focus and do run adventures so that being you know just go off somewhere and I really like the idea of doing like run around the western isles or the north coast 500 and I'm very much aware that it'll take like about a month (laughs) to do this and it's not like an overnight thing but I like the idea of doing something that's unsupported where I just ideally get a camper and we just go off and I run 20 miles a day or whatever I can manage I just love that idea but I seem to have gotten away with things again this year so what I'm saying is next year I'm going to do the West Highland Way race all being well because that's my dream to do that and then that will be my big race and then out with that I want to do these sort of run adventures and just uh, just because it's so liberating just I think I experienced this yesterday where I just decided to go out for a run um it wasn't part of my plan I just put on my bag my water and just off I went and it just was so exhilarating to have that Adventure, but also the runs that I've enjoyed the most have been like destination runs, where I've like ran across into a you know totally different, forgotten what the word is now.
0: Area local, area. local. <laughs> area.
2: <laughs> yeah, the local authority sounds so like official. I'm sure there's a into another county. Uh, county, that's the words. Yes, but yeah, and just to to go meet family, and it's like you just ran like you know eighteen miles for that, or like just go and run and then get the train back, and it's just like you're getting to experience all these different adventures and it's it's just so much better than just plodding along the canal for like 20 miles or something. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I mean, I did that Rune the Tune on Sunday and it was a great event. I mean, they do a great event. It was so... But it was so busy. And as much as it was lovely, there are times where I'm like, I don't want to run with this many people. I quite like either myself or one or two others. And like you say, just I'll plan a rough route, but you just go out and see where you end up. And I, I do find that those are... It's just more enjoyable. And the more I hear about the this fan life and, and
2: Hannah talking about it and stuff, I'm like, I need I need to get this sooner rather than later. Honestly, I've got the bug now. I'm like, right. These adventures that you go off and do, Hannah, I'm like, oh <laughs> it sounds
0: so amazing. And she's just about to go.
1: Yeah, that's all the all the bags that are packed behind me in the office are all kind of prepped and ready to uh, to be loaded into the van for this weekend. We have no
0: idea where we're going. We
1: we we are going on ferries. But which islands we'll end up on, I
0: don't know yet. (laughs) She's coming to Scotland. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Hannah used to live in Scotland and now can't stay away. And now she's got her bestie here now. She just really can't stay away. I'm really
1: hoping we can catch up on the way through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you've got lots of little islands. But yeah, I'm the same as you, Kayleigh. I go, God, I want a van. Every time she talks about it, I'm like, I would see myself in a van.
1: I think one thing that I really, really want to mention run karaoke oh yeah it's amazing you have started something
0: (laughs) you've started something major because I mean Steve is kicking out the park some days but you've just and this is obviously going to go out in a couple of weeks but you've just released um, the Dolly Parton one which I think I squealed when I saw it did you Cause I'm just like, because sometimes I don't know, you user, user have eclectic tastes in music. So uh-huh. sometimes I'm like, I don't know that song. But Barbie Girl. Dolly Parton, that's that's my vibe. They're the ones where I go all
2: <laughs> out. It was a weird one because I was like, I had this whole vision and it does, it's, Steve makes his look so like proper high production value and you just realise how much work's involved because this was like a whole thought process of like, right, I'm actually going to have to like do a bit of work behind the scenes here. And I would fil- I did film it over a few days because like some of the bits when I was editing it, I was like, oh no, that bit didn't work or I've missed like to the music I'm like I need a gap filler here so you might if you look back you might be able to figure out where those are but this one was funny because it's like the start is like you know there's nothing much happening it's just that like intro beat and I'm like how am I gonna like is this gonna be engaging enough for people they're gonna keep watching is it just my but uh, I'm, I'm glad there's been a few committed to the cause that have watched the whole thing
1: I so had to jump on the bandwagon and I kept trying to think of songs to do and I was like, ah, oh, I only know some like a little bit of the lyrics, and I realised the only lyrics I knew consistently were Disney songs. Songs, yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. And
2: they were oh, I love the Disney ones. They're so good.
1: So if anyone wonders why I'm running around singing Disney, it's all because of Kaylee. <laughs> definitely need some
2: collaborations going on oh, some
1: yeah. duets or some bands oh maybe that's the way to up the game for uh mr steve we need to do like a, like we need to find a girl band or three of them and then we'll do one of
0: those <laughs> the run karaoke is great because actually it's there's some people that's that's came on to it that i'm like oh i never followed them before or it's so out of character to a point and then you're yeah like, This is great. Well, what I love about it is
2: you can see people that are like they're wanting to try, and you can see how nervous they are at the start and stuff. But see, like, once they're 10 20 seconds in, you can see them beaming of happiness because they feel so silly. And that's what I love because it is fun, and that's what it's all about. It's like taking away the seriousness of being out running, you're just having a a laugh, and just just enjoy it. And I absolutely, it fills me so. I just love seeing it honestly they're great so cool. I really
1: need to think about where I start filming mine because I usually do it when I'm running on one of the local trails and there's tree roots and all sorts sticking out of it and mm-hmm. I sometimes I do it and I see my face as I've obviously just tripped over something I'm like I'll do that again
0: <laughs> oh, no, I love those ones though they're so good <laughs> I think like when you're saying about like you can see people are nervous at the start I think that's where like so many of us were when we started like our Instagram profiles when we took it away from just being like a personal one and we're like oh I want it to be more specific to like a a community or whatever and I remember going I can't post that that's a total redneck you know I'm people laugh at me now it's funny how you quickly get over that hurdle and you're like yeah here's a video of me ironing (laughs) (laughs) which sparked so much conversation but it's like you just sort of go over it and now you feel like when you do see other people doing run karaoke, I'm like, I really need to go out for a run in the roasting heat just to film another karaoke. Like, what can I do? That's brilliant. That's what my sister said
2: as well. Cause She's uh, she's wanting to, like, you know, go, try and be healthier and things like that. So she's sort of been focusing on the food side of things. And it's it's brilliant, actually, because she's, she's really embracing it and loving. She's not gone plant-based, but she's just trying to eat more vegetables and things. But she's, she even said to me the other day, she was like, I want to start running. But just to do the karaoke. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs>
1: yes, that's
0: done. My work here is done. <laughs> so you're actually off out running tonight and tomorrow, but doing something kind of fun. Yeah. Um,
2: so this is um, part of the Green Runners as well. It's certainly how I got got involved in it, Ebb. Um, so it's running out of time, really. So it's essentially to to raise awareness for the, the climate emergency and taking action. So what they're doing is they're passing a baton from Ben Nevis to Big Ben. Um, It started four days ago, I think. So most of it is done by walking. There are some sections that are done by cycling. So each section from checkpoint to checkpoint has a leader and then anybody else can, can obviously join them. So I'm quite... Uh, lucky actually one of the one of the sections goes along the union canal just in lanythco so tonight that's what i'm going to do i'm going to run along to the checkpoint and then run to the next checkpoint and hopefully i'll get a shot of holding the baton if, if kenny will let me <laughs> i'm sure he will and because he's doing quite a lot kenny alexander he's he's doing a lot of the, the runs he actually took part in the cape Wrath ultra uh recently so oh, wow incredible but yeah he's a champ so i'm looking forward to chewing his ear off for all that and then tomorrow going through to do a bit in Edinburgh as well so it's a shorter run but um, Jasmine Paris is going to be the the leader for that one so I'm going to
0: be like fangirl yes. <laughs> and Jasmine Paris is a fantastic ultra runner obviously and she's a co-founder of Green Runners so yeah but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when I when I saw you were running that because I was like wait what are you doing tomorrow and uh-huh. you said you're I want to go well, I was gonna say why don't you but yeah you've um... I committed myself to Ryan's little lemon session
2: which will also be yeah I know I was the same when I got the invite I was like damn it <laughs> I
0: know it's the same as like so when it was going by I, I looked at the and really because I got the email as well but where it went, it was on Monday, like right in the middle of the working day. And then I was trying to be using my sustainable head going, I'd need to drive over <laughs> by myself. And that's not very good. So what I've done is I'm logging my miles on their form.
2: Oh, brilliant.
0: Yeah. So I just need to find my own baton. You know, they said, like, look through your recycling bin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That might be a step too far for me. <laughs> just get a wee toilet roll as <laughs> fine. I know. Well, I don't know if we've got anything else to ask. Hannah, what do you think?
1: I feel like we could talk for absolutely hours, but I think we'll just have to come back, you know, in a few months and and see how successful things are going with the with your cookbook and everything. I like that. That's accountability. <laughs> so we'd, we'd quite we'd quite like to um, ask the first thing that comes into your head. It doesn't need to be like a quick fire as you know, like a really short answer, but just the first thing that comes into your head. So Emily, do you want to go first?
0: Sure. First question: What's your top adventure? Oh, adventure.
2: Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, I tell you what, I did enjoy it. It's called the, the mini gig walk. Uh, it's from Blair Athol to King Nussi I believe I'm terrible with names so don't quote me on that and that was like 31 miles and we walked that over three days but we wild camped two nights so for me that was like the first time I've ever sort of done a long walk and wild camped and it was oh it was brilliant like the first day we're all buzzing it was great but then the second day it was like we ended up like going off the path the path was like you could see the next day when we looked at the map this sort of Strava map or whatever it was where we should have been and um, so we were like trudging through this like boggy marshland and stuff for miles it just felt like it went on forever but you know you look back and you think that was amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer to adventure with friends or go solo oh that's such a difficult one I think I would
2: say solo to be honest but I I like going with friends because you get to share the memories, but I, I do very much enjoy that sort of just the freedom and sort of vulnerability as well of just going off and exploring solo. Brilliant.
0: Excellent. An Instagram profile you admire and why?
1: Oh, no,
2: you have put me on the spot. <laughs> Because I, I don't know, I always want to, like, I keep talking about personal best because I, I think I have to because he, I, I said him on Ryan's podcast as well, but he genuinely does. Um, I just think he's, he's a brilliant account on there for, for so many reasons. Um, so I don't see there being any harm in repushing Al's account. So I don't know if a few ladies are big fans of Al's, but he did his first like live show yesterday. It was amazing because I was like on my run and I just sort of checked on Instagram. I was like, Al's live, have to watch. And I'm like running along, like <laughs>
1: laughing along. Oh, it was good. He oh, just we love my Al. He's, yeah. he's a big fan of, um, of us as well, and he's been really supportive and, and lovely. So yeah, I think he's a
0: great shout. Thank you. Yeah, I would agree. And Al, if you're listening, we do love you. Um, And we were very jealous that you got to meet Elodie, one of our Loch Ness 24 crewmates. When I saw those photos on Instagram, I was like half happy, half jealous. Can I just say? But he is, he's just an absolute gem. And loving what he's doing with the whole, like, the mental health things and stuff like that I've just seen men talk about that I'm just such a huge advocate for
1: so what is on the adventure wish list
2: okay I think I mentioned them earlier but definitely want to do the whole run around the western isles and north coast 500s they're huge big ambitions that'll probably be a few years away but definitely
0: something that I'm I'm just desperate to do next question is what would you tell your teenage self that you are
2: amazing and beautiful and smart and
0: full of potential so just snap out of it and <laughs> Kayleigh, believe in yourself keely is hitting herself right now just to <laughs> demonstrate slapping it out of yourself <laughs> but also it's it's okay as well no i think
2: because it's it's a difficult thing trying to ch- all every age throughout your life you're always um you know you're always got different struggles and it's just stopping and understanding that it's okay like you there's, it's okay to be down some days and to not have a reason for why you feel down. I think that's something I've really started to learn this past few months is you don't need a reason to be feeling down um, or out of place, or whatever. It's just just embrace it and it'll pass. And yeah, I just hope it is just a short time. But I think I spent a lot of time in my teenage years and, and 20s as well, just probably mulling too much and like trying to analyse and figure things out when that was
1: probably not not the right thing to do I think something we kind of wanted to cover which we haven't covered that much was kind of body image wasn't it Emily yeah and you put out a post recently Kayleigh that really kind of hit home with me and it kind of gave me the confidence to share pictures of myself there was there was one in particular where I'd gone for a swim and there was just pure joy on my face but all I could look at was like the rolls on my tummy as I'm like leant forward which is totally natural. But I hated the picture and I thought, do you know what, I'm just going to share it anyway. And it was because of your previous few posts that gave me the confidence to do it. And some lovely ladies had commented on mine and it made me feel good, but it also gave them the confidence. It was just all about paying it forward. So thank you for inspiring my post because honestly, it was, it was one of the better ones that I've put out there and wow. I was just being like really vulnerable and honest
2: that's so lovely it's it's like you say it's that sort of the knock-on effect it's amazing you just don't realize how much impact you can have on someone's life and they're the people that are speaking out think of the people that yeah. that are reading it but haven't you know they don't actually say to you but you probably have given them the courage that's amazing
0: yeah and we're we're all the same age but we're all we all come from a an era where there was a certain way to look a certain way to be and I think I think for my girls, it's changing. When I think of some of the people that they like out there that are famous and things, you know, take an example at like Lizzo, you know, Lizzo wouldn't have been your pop star when we were younger, ever. <laughs> so seeing that change is amazing. And I hope that that's the, that what you're trying to do, what we're all trying to do in terms of like loving ourselves and just being like, I'll own that picture. Okay, it's not my best picture, but that body just got me through whatever it was you know I just hope that that change is it's it's there it's coming it's slow but and it's hard for us I feel like in, in women older than us that have just lived this life of a certain way to look and be it's hard to program yourself out of it so yeah I would say thank you for sharing that something we've obviously spoke about Kayleigh like in person as well and you do you do need to take that step back because I don't look at Hannah's picture and go oh I see that I'm just like look how happy you are Look how awesome you look. The genuine glow. Like, that's all I can see. Proper glow. I'm like, I want that glow. (laughs) Give
2: me the wild water. Wild
0: water? But yeah, we're Uh, we're like the worst critique of ourselves. Like, I would never talk about somebody like that. But yeah, I would would shoot myself down. You know, I could pick up every flaw. So yeah, good on you for sharing these posts. Now, we do have an extra question because we did ask it to our last guest. And it, it is relevant to you because it's about food. So and I have okay. just noticed
1: you've snuck this on the
0: list. No, just, I'm like typing in the background, shared <laughs> spreadsheet, you know. <laughs> Check us. Is what is your must-have snack on an adventure? I feel like I know this question, this answer, but I have to ask. So if, it. I, if I say something like a peanut butter sandwich, you're going to be like, "What? <laughs> that's that's not the script answer, Kaylee. <laughs> that
2: has to be the gorilla bar." <laughs> That banana. I love it. Well, I really someone just said that to me yesterday and I'm like, Gorilla Bar? What's that? Ah Gorilla Bar, the trusty banana.
1: I love it. That sounds so much better.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna brand it now and be able to sell off bananas for like three pounds a banana, gorilla bar.
1: I know just right on the skin just be like now in the interest of carrying on last last week's interview is there a certain way that the gorilla bar has to be eaten oh
0: (laughs) this is a shame Kaylee has no context to this we talked about (laughs) chocolate or uh, the must-have like a snack option and our guest before Leanne she had certain ways of eating certain things okay which made us talk about like I eat minstrels by putting them in my mouth with a gulp of tea so the male just is mm-hmm. perfect so do you just eat bananas regularly <laughs>
2: well i do tend to take the skin off first uh, it seems to be a preferred method um but there are um beliefs that we open bananas the wrong way and in fact we should open them upside down yeah i've heard this so,
1: uh, i don't do that but <laughs> does
0: it taste better if you take it the wrong way around or the right way around Uh, i think if you open it the the right way round, the new way or the old way whatever way it it gets rid of that little black seed bit at the end so that would go when you open it but it just doesn't feel natural to open it that way well i will
2: that'll be my task tonight when i'm bimbling along the canal i'm gonna be like hold the baton i've got my own
0: Yes. I love it I love it well that's a perfect way to end so Kayleigh thank you so much you've been awesome like we totally know you would have been anyway um but thank you so much for for coming on and, and chatting to us and like Hannah said we definitely have you on again because it feels like you've got like a never-ending list of things you're up to um, and obviously you've got all the Happy Diet stuff coming as well. So I feel that there's always going to be stuff to talk about.
2: I've absolutely loved this. This has been brilliant. And I do tend to blether a lot of rubbish. So thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> You're with your home girls here. <laughs> <laughs> got the assignment. <laughs> thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
1: Follow us on Instagram at Adventure Bleather. We'd also love it if you could share, rate and subscribe
0: to our podcast. Bye. Hilda! it, it. <laughs>